Well, hello and welcome to Midweek Live. My name is Adam Burton, and I have the privilege of serving as the pastor of Central Baptist Church. We are physically located right in Maysville, Kentucky. And tonight we have a special uh, time where I get to uh, have a conversation with my father, Greg Burton. He serves as the pastor of Colonial Heights Baptist Church down in Kingsport, Tennessee. And we always have a great time talking about uh, different uh, things about family and about ministry and the Christian life. We are live right now on all of our digital channels on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, as well as our website at cbcmaysville.com. And if you would like to learn more about this amazing church that I get to pastor, go to the website at cbcmaysville.com. There you can find all kinds of resources to help you to grow in your faith. And uh, so uh, look forward to uh, tonight's uh, conversation. We would love to hear from you. Give us some feedback. You can email me personally, adam at adamburton.net. Here's our conversation. Well, hello and uh, welcome to Midweek Live. I am with my father, Greg. I've been promising him for several weeks now, and we are finally able to uh, get together. So welcome, Dad. Hey, it's good to be here always. Absolutely. You've, uh, we got to see each other a couple of weeks ago for a little pre-Thanksgiving uh, get-together with a, a small group of our our family. It was, um, we got to spend a lot of time together because we didn't really go anywhere. So, but uh, enjoyed that. And then you were gone last week to see the uh, nephews, your grandchildren, uh, Reagan and you and out. Now, where, where, where was that? Colorado Springs. Oh, I've never been to Colorado. We were right at the foot of Pikes Peak. So uh, nice scenery. Uh, weather was was pretty decent, you know, considering. And it was uh, really good. So I've been able to be with uh, most of the grandkids in the last couple of weeks. It's been yeah. really special. That is, so did you make it to the, the top of the peak? No, no. I, I think, you know, being in an elevated climate anyway, the prospects of going another two miles straight up just didn't seem like a really good idea at the time. Yeah, well, it'd be good on your lungs. There. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, um, it seems like every time we have uh, one of these uh, conversations, um, the, the world uh, changes. Uh, I don't know. don't think that's because of us, but uh, uh, but it's uh, we're. Uh, kind of in the, um, again, once again, in the midst of this uh, coronavirus pandemic, it seems like uh, things are, uh, as far as the virus is growing, um, at least in my area, I think in yours is, uh, seems to be kind of exponentially in Mason County. Uh, we're up to, I think, 250 plus active cases, several more deaths. It's uh, um, got cases in our nursing home now, and um, and at least in in our uh, uh, congregation, we've had a few people that have uh, have gotten COVID, and so just thought it'd be good for us to to talk today about um, as we enter Christmas uh, this season and how we can uh, one do ministry as the church, but even more so, each individual believer. How can we? Um, carry out our our faith, live as Christians in this season where we say Jesus is the reason for the season. Uh, very good. And, and we're also hitting some spikes. Uh, we were warned that this would happen. You know, we were warned uh, there would be 
maybe after family gatherings, after school and sports and, uh, you know, other things, you know, like colds and flu. Well, we're starting to see that. And in fact, yesterday, I think was the highest spike uh, in terms of positives since the coronavirus began for us. Uh, nearly a thousand people, I think 800, 900 uh, new cases in one day uh, for our county. Oh, wow. So it's kind of scary, you know, yeah. when you see the number spike that much. And then we've had three or four families in the last two weeks who have come down with the with the virus and these are with symptoms. So it's it's for real. Uh, we've actually uh, gone on closure for the month of December at uh, this point uh, just to be safe. We've got so many people that are at risk and the numbers are, are high. And then uh, in our local hospitals, uh, the uh, COVID units are near capacity. I mean, they're like over 90%, I understand. Wow. So, you know, there's several factors that we're trying to consider, and uh, it's a real challenge having the church stay relevant and uh, effective, uh, involved, and then also for individuals. You know, like you say, it's the Christmas season. It's one of the greatest Christian times in the calendar, and how do we stay positive and uh, proactive in living out the faith, because we sure don't want to shut our faith down. Absolutely. Yeah, I uh, we met with, or virtually met with our, our deacons last night. We uh, decided uh, just out of, you know, safety and, uh, again, just, you know, with the, the people in, in our own church that uh, are either quarantining or have, uh, have COVID, uh, to remain virtual through uh, December the 13th. Uh, we just kind of taking it two weeks at a time and reevaluate. Of course, we're a little smaller, so we can able to uh, shift things a little bit quicker. But, uh, and I, I, you know, I mentioned, I still I said, I, you know, I definitely a little bit down right now. I was like, I'm not, don't think I'm, you know, entering in a season of depression or anything, but I can really feel the, the spiritual, um, battle that, that we're, you know, facing now so because, you know, COVID started back in March leading up to to Easter, you know, the greatest Christian holiday of our year. And and then we get some freedom over the summer and we're able to begin to start uh, doing some things. And then all of a sudden now we're coming to Christmas, which is, again, for, for uh, celebrating Jesus's birth. And now it seems like everything's shutting down again. And I said, well, I mean, it's not blaming anybody other than than Satan uh, for this, but uh, but it's 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 true. I mean, it's uh, we get so excited for these uh, these church uh, seasons and events, and there's like they're just again ripped away from us. But um, I don't think it's the time for us to you know to to, to lock our doors and get under our blankets and just um, you know uh, be in misery. But we can we have to get a little creative and see how can we remain faithful uh, during this, not just Christmas, but also a pandemic season. Yeah, I think you're, you're spot on with that. And uh, we're planning as firmly as possible to have a really grand Christmas Eve. We're going to have worship all afternoon into the evening, three different services staggered, kind of keep the crowd a little bit smaller, a little more dispersed, uh, because worship is essential. Yeah. And online worship, at its best, 
uh, is a distant second to gathering together, as the Scripture teaches. So uh, I, I think, as I've meditated on what this means to keep our faith active in a pandemic, uh, one of the things that seems very critical to me is that believers uh, aren't spoon-fed, but we have to take more responsibility for our personal faith. Uh, you know, we, we're not going to hear an in-person sermon or as many lessons as we normally would do. We're not going to be with each other to encourage each other face-to-face. So we have to take the initiative as believers, and we have to make sure that we're feeding on God's Word and that we're uh, worshiping as best we can in, in either really small groups of like family size or uh, online. Uh, we have to uh, not count on other people carrying out all aspects of faith, but we have to say, I'm going to do some things. You know, uh, I may not normally be an evangelist, but I want to be more effective in offering the good news or handing out a tract or uh, telling somebody, God bless you, and giving them eye contact to let them know it's real. So, you know, in the end, this can be used as a good thing. We can learn to take more responsibility for our faith uh, as we're a little more disconnected from our other believers. Yeah, absolutely. I just, before we hopped on this conversation here, I uh, recorded my Bible study for tomorrow night, and uh, it is uh, Jesus's ascension into into heaven. And so um, Matthew 20, the Great Commission, and then Acts chapter 2, and or 1, and we see, uh, you know, there, I mean, the, the disciples, the apostles were with Jesus every day for, for three years. And uh, they were getting fed every single day in some days. They were doing ministry themselves, but um, primarily, you know, it they did whatever Jesus told them to do. They went where Jesus went, and uh, and, and so he was the the crux. and And now he is ascending into heaven, but he doesn't leave them alone, right? But he he gives pours out the Holy Spirit on on them, and the same is true for. For us, and I did. I think so much of our 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 spiritual life revolves around the physical church, uh, whether that's you know the the building or the times. So um, you know what we um, we worship when at you know ten forty five or whatever time you know uh, time church service is. Uh, we go to Sunday school. That's where we get Bible study, and we. Um, you know, it, uh, we we do our evangelism when we have a church event or outreach when we in and all of those things have kind of been taken away at least another for another short period of time. But it doesn't mean it doesn't uh, negate the fact that we should not be doing those things. And um, but the cool thing is is that we still don't do it on our own. We do it in the power of of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And, and I, I love that tie-in that you made, that it's by the power of the Holy Spirit, that, you know, Jesus breathed on them, and uh, he, he ascended and uh, said, you're not alone, you're not left as orphans. And so, uh, you know, as, as we ministers would take responsibility, we're not orphans either. You know, we're going in the name of the Lord, and uh, and as we all each individually do what we're supposed to be doing, uh, the church is still effective, and it's still doing what needs to be done, and we're all growing and maturing. Uh, you know, uh, 
uh, Adam, it's real easy when you get an email or a text to, to delete or to skip. It's real easy when you're going through social media and you see a devotion or something, just scroll on down. So, you know, I think part of it is uh, choosing wisely, you managing your time well, uh, staying spiritually hungry. Uh, you know, I think that's just really important in, in taking responsibility. And if, if we're not careful, the temptation is to just let it go, just let it roll on by. And we may go weeks and weeks without any spiritual sustenance at all. And that's very unhealthy. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think, you know, and especially when, I mean, the, the, the virus is just wearing emotionally and psychologically on on all of us. And, and I mean, definitely within social media, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful for it and the ability that we can use it to do ministry, but I've also found that it may not be the cause of so many people's um, issues, but it definitely adds adds to it. And um, so one, I mean, one of the things that I've tried to do is really cut down on um, the consumption. Now I'm still trying to, to produce, but um, in fact, I've even on my computer, I've deleted Facebook app and Instagram, Twitter off of my phone. Um, now there's times where I have to hop on to do certain. So I just log in through the website, but even on, on my computer, I, um, I've got a browser tool that will remove the newsfeed. Uh, so I can go there because, uh, you know, you might think, well, that's how we stay connected with people. But what what's happened with, with, um, the social media platforms now is that they, through the algorithms, it's not so much about connecting you to other people. It's about getting you to stay on, uh, on their, their, their site so that the advertisers can see this and that. And so, uh, what you see is, um, it, basically they're manipulating us. Uh, so you're going to see the, the posts that are really, uh, um, more inflammatory, uh, and, uh, those that are going to, uh, get you riled up to, to share and to, uh, and so, um, and so I, you know, obviously haven't eliminated, but I tried to minimize because, I mean, I, I find easy, especially in the in the morning. And um, we might say, well, you know, I just don't have time to to read God's word. But I mean, it doesn't take very long for 10, 15, 30 minutes, an hour of just scrolling through Instagram or through through Facebook, and uh, really think how much more at peace would we be. Um, spending time in in God's word or in prayer than um, than looking at the the, the next uh, uh, political fight that that's going on in in, in our country. Um, and you know, prayer is something that that maybe should be a, a top priority uh, during the pandemic. Not just praying, you know, God stop the virus or God let an answer be found, but that we should be effective. Uh, in praying, that the church needs to be a praying church, not just a Wednesday night that we gather or Thursday morning when we gather or or uh, for a few moments in Sunday school when we share, you know, uh, relatives and friends that are sick. But we need to, as individual believers, uh, keep a list, keep a log, a diary, a journal. Uh, we need to uh, pray for one another. We need to communicate with one another, that we are praying for each other. 
We need to reach out and say to someone, hey, I want you to know I was praying for you today with a text or an email or or a a handwritten card. Absolutely. Uh, We should enrich our prayer lives during a lockdown because many people have more time you know, less distractions, more time. Let's use it. Let's use it to communicate with the Father. Uh, I recently saw a sports journalist that I know uh, we've communicated uh, back and forth from my hometown, and uh, he shared something on, I think it was on Twitter, uh, about a friend of his who was struggling with health and may not make it. And, you know, I had his email, so I sent him an email, and I said, Hey, so and so, I, I want you to know that uh, in the South, we use prayer for thinking. We'll say, Hey, yeah. I prayed for you. And yeah. I'm not sure we're always praying. And I said, But I, I wanted to write you and say, I saw your request for people to pray for your friend. And I want you to know that I stopped immediately and I will in the next many days continue to pray personally, talking to our Father in heaven because he's the one that has the power. And, and he wrote back pretty quickly. It was late. He wrote back pretty quickly. And I know he's probably not an active believer. It doesn't appear to be it. But but he said, Greg, I just want to thank you for taking the time to do that. And he said, I will pass that on to my friend if I had the chance to. He said, thank you. Mm-hmm. We pray, and we also share with people that we're praying. It's a powerful tool. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, definitely we want to pray and uh, not just the, you got to have the both. You don't want to say, yeah, I'm praying for you. And, and you, you don't um, because, uh, you know, the community with God, but it, it does offer such great encouragement to, um, to others to know that you are, um, that you are praying for them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I get a little frustrated because I'm a people person. And when I can't be with people, you know, I can't yeah. be around them. Uh, it's really hard on my soul. And uh, I've been concerned because I think evangelistically, we're not as effective. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, baptisms, uh, you know, obviously guests and it sh- had chances to share the gospel. So I've been really struggling for myself trying to find those avenues where we can, uh, you know, witness for Christ, share with him. And, you know, one of those, I think I'd mentioned to you before, uh, I've used on occasion, actually several occasions, and that is um, the mask. Mm. Uh, Your mom and I, when we eat out, and when we eat out, we always get a corner table, so we're removed as far as you can remove. And we leave our mask on until after we've ordered. And then when the server comes to us, uh, I'll find a, a conversational, general way to say, by the way, thank you for wearing a mask. Uh, you know, we wear one because it doesn't protect us hardly at all, but it's very effective in protecting the people around us. So we both wore our mask and have kept it on to protect you because I'm convinced that God loves you. Mm. And if God loves you, I want to protect you. Yeah. Now, that really opens doors. You can do that with the grocery store, with a clerk. Because there's nobody that doesn't want to be told God loves you and I'm protecting you. So, you know, that's one way that I've found I can continue to be a witness. Yeah, I mean, it's just taking something that is, um, we call it, Dr. Bucher would always call it the bridge to to the gospel. 
is you just take something that's everybody's doing and it may, you know, it definitely people notice and are drawn to it, but then you, you kind of turn it in a way that most people probably aren't expecting. And it's like, wow. Yeah. That, um, yeah, I think that is an excellent, uh, um, um, avenue uh, to um, to to get the gospel out. Uh, now, at least in Kentucky, for the time being, though, uh, we can't even get into the restaurants right now. So, uh, but but the, the the I think the principle for us is is that regardless of the situation, is uh, there are opportunities. We just may have to look a little um, a little. Um, harder and 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 uh, uh, get a little more more creative in how we do it you know uh, we can use social media and uh, email texting phone calls mm-hmm. but I think we have to be a little bit careful because uh, if we're just continually share 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 like 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 share like share you know I, I'll be honest for me cut and pasted stuff and it's shared on social media yeah a lot of times I just scroll on by because, you know, but if a person, even if their grammar is not real good, uh, I appreciate per, a person's own words, Absolutely. writing something or sharing something. It just has more meaning for me. And I wonder if it's not the same for others. Uh, I think we can put out so much stuff. We may lose our effectiveness. So intentionality. You know, we, uh, yeah. we intentionally uh, send somebody a thinking of you text. Um, you know, I like to tell young people that I believe in you, you know, I believe in you and, uh, just thinking about you today. Can I pray for you about anything? Most people like to be prayed for. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think that's, um, one of the, um, challenges with, you know, especially inviting and, and, and speaking with social media is it's, uh, it can be a little more impersonal. So I know it's even just with kind of our church services and uh, just different things that I may, may post is, you know, we may share it and just boom to get it to our, but, uh, and I read some, some studies and just kind of engagement with people on social media, especially is that, and uh, is really in order to be effective, you really need to make it personal. Uh, so, if you're on Facebook, you need to send a message to somebody. So let's say, you know, just an example, having church online this this Sunday. And and yes, I mean, you can just share it on your profile and get it out there. But uh, odds are none or very few at best will take you up on that invitation because it's, you know, it's not a real, it, it would be like, um, uh, you know, taking a, a going to a flyer and just copying a bunch of them and folding it up and just and, and sending them out like a business would. Um, but uh, but if you would and you know, there's ways to do it. But um, send a personal invitation. Say, hey, here's the link to this. Uh, I'm going to be there. I would love for you to to worship with me, even though we can't be there in, in person. And um, and. Uh, you know, I mean, the odds are they're far more likely to uh, to um, to to join you, and uh, and I think you know studies shown at least in, in in personal engagement in worship is that most people uh, would would come to worship if you were to invite them, but you have to personally invite. And I think that's the key is we want to personally 
uh, invite uh, um, invite uh, whether it is um, and and even better than that is this is why I'm coming. This is why this is important to me. And and uh, you know it, to to kind of um, make it even more so that because people want to be a part of things that it, that that are important to uh, to to us and. Um, and so, yeah, now I agree. I think sometimes maybe less is more, but being more intentional with what we invite, share those posts, those kinds of things. I've been encouraging our people to care for one another, and they do a really good job, a uh, very caring church and, and watching over each other. Uh, I, I'm concerned for our senior adults, maybe the most. Uh, one, they're just at a higher health risk. And, uh, you know, some of them are scared or definitely concerned, if not scared, because they know that if they become symptomatic, they have a much greater chance of dying than a person that's much younger. Right. And uh, they also uh, have a tendency, you know, to be single, to be widowed, uh, widower, and to be at home, uh, maybe with not much contact because people don't want to bring it with them. We, We never know. If we're a carrier, you know, and we don't want to expose right. them to that. So uh, I've been encouraging uh, several of our teams, our deacons, our homebound team, our, our ministry staff team to uh, reach out to two or three senior adults or senior adult couples and stay in touch with them. You know, yeah. you take a gift bag, a fruit basket, a poinsettia, a little gift bag of something and uh, leave it on the doorstep. Because when you're lonely and you come by, people are like, well, come on in anyway. You're thinking, <laughs> I don't want to be responsible yeah. for infecting you. So, you know, leave it and then give them a call, chat with them. Uh, yeah. I think sometimes it's difficult when you're a younger adult to uh, to see the needs of the older adults because, you know, younger adults, uh, now you're the exception. Uh, <laughs> you like to talk on the phone, and I, and I appreciate that. But a lot, of, a lot of people your age and younger, they would prefer to text every time. And in fact, if you'll call them, they won't answer, but they'll text you back. Yeah. And that doesn't work for older people, senior adults. Yeah. Uh, they value a voice. Uh, they value somebody praying with them over the phone. And, you know, if all of us were to take one or two people and just, reach out to them, people that tend to be lonely or isolated, and encourage them, give them hope, love them. Uh, wow. You know, that just yeah. be a great thing. Yeah, it's tough. And I mean, I it's one of those things uh, uh, where, you know, realize, yeah, are we doing enough? And I don't know if you can, uh, which I think that's, um, but, um, but you're right. I mean, me, my heart does, um, you know, break for, uh, those that uh, that that I mean, some people haven't gotten out since March, um, and um, not because of any mandates or anything like that, but because of concern for their health. And um, and so, one, I can I mean, as difficult as things have been on 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 me, on you, it, can you imagine on on them? And then not just that, but then they see other people that are out doing things, and they're like. I wish I could go do that, but I just, you know, I just can't. And, um, and, and especially now as we enter the holidays is there's going to be some families that, um, I mean, our gatherings are going to be very different this year. And, uh, and so, 
how do we, yeah, I mean, uh, how, how do we try to keep engaged uh, even though we're, we're not able to, to physically uh, be there? And, uh, and it, it may, in a lot of cases, be picking up the phone. I, one of my members is in, uh, in the nursing home, and she uh, just found out she um, had contracted uh, coronavirus. And so I called her the other day, and it was um, one kind of difficult to hear and stuff, but um, just the fact that they're not forgotten, I think, is, um, is the key. It doesn't have to be a three-hour conversation or, you know, it's uh, mainly just kind of getting them to talk and uh, just to let them know that, um, that, uh, that, that they're cared for and, uh, and, that, um, and that they're being prayed for. Absolutely. Well, you know, everybody does their part. You know, and, and people do what they're gifted and 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 able to do what fits them. Uh, you know, I, I think it'd be interesting this Christmas season if uh, groups of small groups of people would go caroling. Still, sure. you know, you stay stay spaced. You know, yeah, and I think yeah. caroling just carries such a powerful meaning this time of year. Uh, fixing some. Uh, Vegetable soup, chili, whatever, yep. uh, putting it in jars, whatever, and delivering it. Uh, yeah, it, it just means something. And then, of course, cards. And, yeah. you know, what I encourage people to do with their cards is don't just sign your name. In fact, the best card of all is a blank one that you put your message in and yeah. sign and make it personal. And uh, for some people, even children, youth, uh, older adults, those are cards of something they'll save and look back and read again and again, knowing that somebody loves them and cares for them. Uh, we can't let our emotions uh, disintegrate or downgrade in, in all of this with depression and fear and anxiety, but we've got to, we've got to be there for each other and encourage each other. That's the real danger of being isolated and we can't let that happen. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's, and we all struggle. I mean, every day it seems it's a, it's a battle, but is our nature is, is to be selfish. And, and it, it, I mean, it goes different, different levels, but um, we have to fight, you know, fight against that. And it is, we, we think of our ourselves first and then, um, and then, Sadly, because of just the nature of where is we don't really have enough to to give to others, you know, after we get beaten up by so much. And so it, it's something it, it takes intentionality. And um, it, I don't think it for most people, I'm sure there's exceptions, but uh, it doesn't happen naturally. You know, I think you have to plan for it. So, um, you know, again, if you I mean, if you're a minister, say, you know, this week I'm going to send five cards and or uh, and just keep a list or uh, make this many phone calls or and and I love uh, the caroling idea. Uh, I think uh, uh, it's kind of gone out of style because of it's just one of those days. But uh, of a year where I think it could be effective is you know this because you can, at least in all my area we all have sidewalks. You can go stand on the sidewalk, start you know uh, singing, and uh, I think that could be a, a um, a neat uh, way to uh, to be a little different uh, this year. And uh, one thing, and uh, we, my fam family, do I try to incorporate, especially Riley at her age, is um, you know I've noticed that 
just because of COVID and everything shut down is that people are still having other, um, uh, you know, medical issues. We've had people that have had surgeries or people that have gotten other types of sickness. And so, you know, if we're able to, we'll, um, you know, we, 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 We'll make. I don't, but I'll I'll have Jess uh, or, or we. we I, I'd say if I'm cooking, I'm going to go to what's your favorite restaurant and I'll go pick up dinner <laughs> for you. Uh, uh, and and then I'll usually I'll take take Riley along with me and we'll go and and deliver that uh, to him. And um, we don't do it on every uh, occasion, but it's uh, it's one of those things that just helpful to again just uh, let them know, hey, you're not forgotten. We love and we care for you because, um, you know, it's tough to spend a lot of time with somebody. It's just not possible right now. But so I think those little acts and um, and maybe repetitive acts, too. So follow up with a card or follow up with a phone call or, you know, is is the combination of those things could be very helpful. You know, there's another area I was thinking about that individually we can respond to. Uh, one of my deacons sent me a lovely text uh, after we'd announced a shutdown uh, a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. you know, just a temporary shutdown. Then we expanded it to December. And he said, thank you for your courage. He said, it must be draining to have to make decisions that, you know, are going to be unpopular for some and popular with others. And that happens so much. Uh, I really admire you and he was very appreciative. And, and I told him, I said, well, you're exactly right, and I appreciate it. It is part of the most draining thing of my life is yeah. to continually have decisions on people's welfare, on their health and their lives. And, and to know that because of political considerations, conspiracy theories or whatever else, that there's one chunk that says, well, you're just a coward and you're falling for this communist plot or whatever. And then you get other people say, I don't trust doctors. And another one, I don't trust politicians. And, you know, uh, that weighs on you because by nature, I think most pastors are pleasers. We want everybody to go, I'm so happy. We love our pastor. Everything's good. He always says the right thing. And, you know, we don't really handle it well. And I think there are a lot of people in ministry. In fact, uh, I was reading a recent a study that was done uh, through this pandemic that a much higher percentage of ministers will not end up finishing in the ministry because of this. Yeah. You know, right. that this yeah. just wears some people down so much that they're just, and, and that's unfortunate. So I would suggest that we not only encourage uh, our spiritual leaders, you know, pastors and others, but, but also that we, reach out either through a card or a phone call to uh, mayors, uh, county judges, uh, law enforcement leaders, like sheriff, police chief, Mm -hmm. uh, people that have to make these decisions, maybe the health department, and say thank you for protecting our community and doing what is best for all of us. We appreciate you more than you know. And, And just voice that or write that. Uh, I think that can have real meaning, and and it's a good witness, a good witness for Christ as well. Yeah, absolutely, and and that's uh, uh, you know one of the as someone who likes to be with engaged in physical ministry with others, you know, and um, you know personally, it's been trying because we can't do what we want to do so much. But um, I've been able to kind of compensate a little with with my role as 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 police chaplain, and um, I don't do it 
every week, usually a couple, uh, every couple of weeks or third week or so is um, I'll take five, six hours and and go ride with, with one of our officers and did that yesterday, actually rode most Tuesday is usually my day off. So I've kind of taken that and uh, met him at roll call at seven in the morning, which uh, you know me, I am uh, not a morning person, but until <laughs> to, to the early afternoon and, um, and it, it provides you the quality time because policing doesn't stop. <laughs> they still have to get out. And, um, and so one is just to, to, to show value to what they're doing to learn a little bit about um, policing and, um, and to encourage them. And, um, usually I'll, um, our police stations right next to the post office. So if I have to run down to the post office, I'll just pop in, uh, there. I think I've got a key to get in and, uh, just to sit down and, uh, check in with the chief and see how, uh, things are going. And, uh, it, uh He's great. You know, he's always, anytime I've gone, he said, just pull up a chair and we uh, sit there and Tibet is just to find those opportunities to encourage um, uh, others, because even if it's not related to COVID, um, every decision that we seem to have to make right now um, is, it almost seems as a life or death. And I mean, law enforcement, some of them are, but is, you, you know that whatever to say, it could easily just blow up and regardless of it's if it's maybe the right or wrong decision and um and i know i know it, here in maysville that that's um um that that our leaders do appreciate because sadly most of the calls that they get are not are not encouraging calls and uh, i think i think that's a great idea well i hope but, our folks are planning uh, strategy, yes. but, but here's the other thing. While intentionality is good, let it flow. Absolutely. I mean, just be a child of God. That's what, that's what we are. Just, just be what we are. And uh, don't be bashful to share that. Absolutely. Don't be bashful to pray for one another. Uh, don't be bashful to say thank you or God bless you. That's right. Uh, I, you know, if you're a customer, you don't, you're not bound by company policy. And so a little clue I finally figured out is a lot of believers in the retail world will say, have a blessed day. Hmm. What they're really wanting to say is God bless you. Yeah. So what I do is when a person says, have a blessed day, I smile back and I'll say, and God bless you. Hmm. And true. that always lights up. Yeah. So uh, just let it flow. In a dark and gloomy time like the COVID pandemic, uh, we have a great opportunity to light it up and just be who we need to be and uh, not be victims. That's right. Not be victims, but uh, shine the light, scatter the salt every chance we get. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll close with this quote, as you were saying that um, I use it in, again for my Bible study tomorrow night, but from Corrie Ten Boom, she says this, she said, trying to do the Lord's work in your own strength is the most confusing, exhausting, and tedious of all work. But when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, then the ministry of Jesus just flows out of you. And that's it, is may we be at the point trusting in the Spirit where just the ministry of Jesus just flows, flows out of us. So. Well, Dad, thank you for uh, your uh, time today, and thank you all for watching and or listening. We uh, do also do this as a audio podcast. If you just uh, 
search in um, iTunes or wherever for, um, I think it's Midweek Live with me, with Adam Burton, or you'll find it. And um, you can, if you're a, a, a podcast listener, you can do that, or uh, you can watch it on all of our digital channels. Well, I hope you enjoyed Midweek Live this week and uh, Dad and I's conversation. I hope you're able to take uh, some of what we talked about tonight and to apply it to your life as we go through this crazy Christmas season. Let's not uh, get so down on ourselves that we forget to live missionally during this season. Because it's true, Jesus is the reason for the season. I'd like to invite you tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Eastern time uh, on all of our digital channels to join me for my weekly Bible study through the Word. We are looking at uh, uh, Jesus ascending into heaven and uh, sending the Holy Spirit to his disciples. And then on Sunday at uh, 1045 is a church online. Uh, you heard tonight that uh, both of our churches, Colonial Heights as well as Central Baptist, are going to meet virtually for the next few weeks. And so uh, you can uh, join me at my church at uh, 1030 uh, at Central Baptist on all of our digital channels again. And you can also check out a Colonial Heights Baptist Church on their Facebook page, and uh, you can just search for Colonial Heights Baptist Church, and you will find it. Well, I hope you have a great evening, and I will see you tomorrow for Through the Word. God bless.